one and two nurse their children. Are you mansplaining to me what chair I should like <laughs> to nurse my children in? No, I'm just saying it's a proven design for the habit of rocking children <laughs> and nursing children. Great way to start a female focused podcast. I'm just. I'm John Valancourt. And we bicker like a married couple because we are a married a couple. A very submissive husband. <laughs> You're a great husband with questionable taste in chairs. Um, Let's move past the chair because I really like that rocking chair. <laughs> we are going to chat about all things women's hockey today. Um, Coach here is, is knee deep in the middle of his season. Um so it's going to be a short and sweet one today, but that's all good. Um, for starters, tell us what happened with the U18 this week. Was that yesterday? No. It was, I think this was like a week ago. Okay. But yeah, the US, U.S. U18 program won the gold medal. Um, they beat the Czechs, I think they beat them 5-1 to one in the championship game. 5-1? Um, yeah. Wow. And they, they they dominated the whole. Hold on, I mean I can go on here and look at the scores. Yeah. Um, what birth year is that? U eighteen. For so this year was o six o seven, and I think they had two o eights in their roster. Which is like what age? What age group? Eighteen. So. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that would be eighteen, seventeen, sixteen. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So pretty impressive, but I mean I think it's you know necessarily. It kind of leads into our back half of the conversation we're talking about about women's hockey in the U.S. and the growth of it, I suppose, and mm-hmm. how that transitions to the women's hockey place for professional hockey. Um, but the U.S. team has always been pretty dominant for U.S. at least the U.S. juniors. Where was that game hosted? That was hosted in Switzerland. Yeah. So these like 16, 17, 18 year olds are traveling the world, playing hockey yeah. and dominating. Yeah, they're just. That was pretty standing. awesome. I did yeah. not have a passport when I was there. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I'm sure it's an amazing experience for them. Um, but also, I think what's interesting about that is, you know, typically, like, women would, you know, all these women, I think, would end up or have a good chance end up in Division One hockey if mm-hmm. they have the right Yeah. Um, but now, you know, I think it used to be the goal. Most women have, you know, played Division One hockey and then worked toward playing on the Olympic team and, you know, now obviously I'm sure it's still a goal for many of them, but there's also a chance to play professionally for some of them, you know, back at home, mm-hmm. um, which wasn't the case a couple of years ago. So I think, you know, having the the PWHL has kind of opened a few different doors and made different avenues for players and players who maybe weren't ever going to play for their Olympic team now still have a chance to pursue um, professional hockey in the U.S. Well, even women who would play on the Olympic team, like, and you have to forgive me because I was really into books and music when I was a kid, never really sports. The Olympics is once every four years, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so, like, the the chance, even if you are an Olympic athlete and make that team, and you talked about this a little bit last time, the the lifespan of a professional athlete, if you're breaking it down and you only get to perform once every four years, those opportunities, there's only so many spaces on a team and you're only doing it once every four years. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there there's opportunities for, you know, players who might not necessarily make it to that Olympic stage. And obviously there are a lot of ex-Olympic athletes. Well, even that, but there's right a now. chance for those women to play have more consistent 
competition mm-hmm. um, and, and maybe even I, I would suppose development yeah. between that so yeah I mean I think that's exciting but to me like I mean, women's hockey has been a huge growth, a huge probably gold star for USA Hockey for years now. Mm-hmm. Um, PWHL has only exemplified that for how exciting games are and the skill level of the players mm-hmm. in it. Mm-hmm. So again, I think just for these young women, um, at least from Team USA now, like you know, obviously college is a huge focus, but now like they can start thinking like, all right, you know, look at the men's team like. Most of those kids are all drafted in the NHL already. Mm-hmm. So now maybe you start seeing that for seeing the women since you start seeing some of these girls being drafted. And now you see, and not just for only Team USA, but you know, all these other teams, mm-hmm. um, you know, especially the Czechs have been a dominant program for women's hockey. But now you see maybe all these girls being drafted. And now we talk about like, you know, whoever it may be is also a draft pick for X, Y, and Z mm-hmm. playing, you know, in the, in the world U18 juniors. So yeah. it changes the landscape a little bit. Yeah, I mean, speaking of the games being exciting, we are going this coming week to go watch mm-hmm. our first PWHL game. I think, are we like, now, here's a hot take, and this is something we did not discuss beforehand. Do we ha- are we're Minnesota fans, right? We, is, is that how that works, like by proximity? Or... Are they playing Toronto? Well, that was going to be my next question, because you are a yeah. Leafs fan, right? Die hard. I don't know. I've been very disappointed for many years. I don't years, get it, so. but you're a Leafs fan through and through. Yeah. So is are we Minnesota fans? We're married. We have to like the same team, right? Or does that not? I don't know. Again, I liked books <laughs> and music. This sounds like this could be opening Pandora's box for so many couples. Um, I think we'd just be Minnesota fans. Okay, because so. they're the only games we're going to be able to go to. Yeah. So, unless they're playing Toronto, in which case you're jumping ship, or is that like? Uh, why well, I, like... I like Toronto because of the players I watched when I was really young. Like... We're talking about female hockey. We're not talking about men's hockey. Yeah, but I mean that you asked why I was a Toronto fan. So like, Matson Dean was one of my favorite players growing up. Mm. Um, so I would just say we're Minnesota fans and go support them, support the home team. Yeah, I've been keeping a big. I've been keeping track of the website, the PWHL website in Minnesota storefront specifically. And you, we talked about this a little bit before, you can't buy any PWHL merch right now. Mm-hmm. It is all sold out, Every, except I think like the $12 PWHL official puck. You can't get anything, um, which one speaks to how excited people are in general, but I think speaks to the power um women have as a consumer group right now like we talked about a couple controversies but to keep it positive like everyone in 2023 the focus was taylor swift era's tour right if you don't live under a rock you know that taylor swift went on tour this year um not only is she one of like the top earning celebrities right now um i'm sure she blows that out of the water like only second to beyonce maybe but Entire empires are built because they are backed by women, because the crowd and audience is of women. The spending power behind women right now is just, it can't be questioned, right? And Mm -hmm. these stores, I think, and I hope, are going to be sold out all season long. I hope when we go, we can get some merch, because I would like to get my hands on some. Hopefully, they keep some in reserve for actual, like, game day. 
Yeah, I'm sure. I'm, they I'm, have sure, to. I'm sure they have to. Selfishly, I, I want. I don't want to pay for shipping, <laughs> yeah. and it's all sold out anyway. But um, so I'm really excited to go one because I want a T-shirt. So bring some cash for me. Okay. <laughs> and I, I just, I really do think it's it's awesome to see the power of women being recognized. Like we vote with our dollar, right? And I think women are really getting behind women and men are getting behind um, this league in a way that matters. It's going to keep it going. And that's with financial support, right? I think like a sweatshirt on that website costs $90. And am I upset by that? No, I'm not. Would I be upset to pay $90 for any other sweatshirt in the world? Yes. No. But I don't care that they're charging that. I would happily pay that. Do you have $90? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, that used to, I guess maybe it's an old word of saying, but ever, I mean, it used to be, maybe it's an old word of saying, I suppose, but it used to be a saying where every, behind every great man is uh, a great woman mm-hmm. um, in the shadows. So probably some old world mindset because obviously that's not the day we live in. But I think you, mm-hmm. you speak a lot of truth there to the spending power of women of driving an industry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when we look at the fan base, I mean, I think the fan base is all over the place, women and men, but I think definitely like it speaks to like the power of women, mm-hmm. um, whether it's just the spending power of the household, mm-hmm. usually being, you know, dictated by women for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think like just the excitement and outreach, um, you know, you have a lot of, not only moms out there excited for the daughters to get up to it, but I mean, you can look at it, I'm sure there's a ton of men, um, even men who professional hockey like me, and I think of John Scott, for example, who was a fighter in the NHL, is a mm-hmm. enforcer. Um, I listen to his podcast, and it's he's got. Oh, you're four. saying he's like a big teddy bear, right? Well, I'm, well, he, he seems like just a generally a great human a being. Good dude, yeah. Um, you know, did what he had to do, obviously, to have a career, but I think he's got four or five daughters. Yeah. You know, and I think for most most men in those positions, originally, like. I mean, you love to share the game, mm-hmm. you know, even like me sharing a game with our daughter, but never really thought, you know, they would ever make anything other besides maybe going to college. Because you day. couldn't. Yeah, you couldn't. Um, but, okay, so talking about legacy, legacy here for a second, meaning like um, daughters of pro NHLers, we were talking about Alex Carpenter, right? Doesn't she have a brother and a dad? I think her father father played professionally. So I was and her brother, yeah, her brother plays in the NHL. I was listening to sports commentators. She's from Boston College. She had more goals scored in Boston College. She holds record not for women, men and women, top goals scored in Boston College. Period. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. That's truly incredible to me. But, you know, speaking of, you know, guys who are in the game professionally or not professionally, it doesn't really matter. Um, I'm kind of wondering your take on, it's like chicken before the egg situation, right? Like, we're seeing all these other sports create opportunities for women, right? There's pro women's almost everything else, right? Almost everything else. I'm sure there's some dark spots in there. But is it... Do you think it's guys like you who grew up loving the game and they're having daughters in a world now where they're seeing opportunities for women everywhere else? So it's no longer just, okay, I have a daughter, so we need to go buy figure skates, right? It's 
why don't we buy our hockey skates? Because girls mm-hmm. are doing everything else now. Why can't they play hockey? I love hockey. Maybe she likes hockey. Maybe we share this together. Um, do you think that's what opened the doors for the PHL? Or do you think the PHL is going to cause more of that, right? Do you think the pro league is going to start more from a youth level? Or do you think the growing youth level has led up to the opportunity for the PWHL to exist and thrive today? Um, Well, I guess to break down your question, I think there's lots of different parts of of that that probably it was long winded. You're right. Um, <laughs> you know, where it would take apart like, you know, whether it's having fathers who play the games or mothers who play the games and want to share that with their daughters. I don't know if any parent really goes. I mean, I can only speak to experience of a daughter. And we want them and to half. like what they like, and we'll support them sure. regardless. But I'm sure. But from everyone, our I, daughter has full hockey. Yeah, here, but let's from, be honest. from everyone I know who who played the game, whether it was professionally or or in college or whatnot, to have daughters. They never really try to get their daughters involved with it because they think they're going to make a career out of it. I don't think any parent should. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the percentage of boys playing in NHL is below 1%, yeah. like 0.5% of, of kids that want to play yeah. to the NHL. Like, I'm sure NHL. we're going to... But I think it's like to share something that you're passionate about and you can share with your child. Mm-hmm. The same thing, like, you know, parents who have, you know... I'm sure. I'm a Toronto fan. Am I going to share that with my daughter? Like, yeah. and we have like we root for the same team, and we watch games. It's something you can share with your kids. So I'm I'm sure that's part of it. One to share the game that you enjoy and have those moments in that bond. Mm-hmm. Um, there might be some parents who are few with the idea their kids going to make it one day, but I don't think that's the right approach mm-hmm. in my in my opinion, in my experience in hockey. You can have faith in your kid, but also be you can, but don't get your area. kids involved in the sport, especially youth level. I think like yeah. Yeah. You know, enjoy the journey. It's not about the ending because mm. that's what your kids would not play professionally. Mm. Um, you know, I think, well, USA Hockey, and really your second part of that question, like, I think USA Hockey has put a lot of eggs in the basket in the girl, USA girl women's hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been steadily for the last 10 years, the biggest growth in USA Hockey has been in the female game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's, I was looking at some statistics before we came on here, and I said there's 500 and 559,000 participants in, in USA Hockey. Oh my gosh. And women only make up 16% of that. Hmm. So 16% of everyone who's registered in USA 16 Hockey, not just or 16. 16. Okay. Yeah. Um, but still, that every year is the biggest growth. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that's something pretty important. So there's a at. lot of room for that to get even bigger and bigger. Yep. And humble you just brag. see, And I think like you look at, A, like what USA Hockey has done at the youth level, especially the ABM models. Mm-hmm more focused on scale and getting more girls involved. Um, ADM. ADM models. Yeah, the ADM is like USA Hockey is like development. Okay, model. model. Um, For those of us who aren't in the biz. Yeah, yeah, good point. Um, So I think because they've really emphasized the growth, and not just girls hockey, but like hockey for underprivileged communities, Mm, um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they've really tried to focus that. And there's been a lot of, you know, former NHL players that contributed to that, that kind of made a big impact. Yeah. Um, but I think with that being a place, you know, we talked about the U18 program, the Olympic program for U.S. dominating for years now, mm. the better part of a decade. Mm. I think it was only natural that this was about to come about in the growth of hockey. Mm-hmm. Part of it is because, like, the, US, the you know, the National Hockey League has grown so much now and they keep expanding it. Mm-hmm. There's obviously a place and interest for the growth of hockey in the game. 
And now with the number of women that are playing in the skill and ability, again, if it's a good business decision, like why wouldn't you do it? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I think and just, we're coming back to like the spending power of women, right? right. Like, yeah. So I think it's just a landscape that's kind of been shaped. It was like uh, an organic path for it to take. Mm-hmm. And now that we have both, like, obviously, we just hope to see, like, the PWHL feeding youth hockey growth and everything in between, right? There's so much between professional and and learn to skate, right? But hopefully we just see this, like, mutually beneficial revving up where it all just grows. Well, and I think it will. I mean, you give a lot of these, when you look at, and again, I'm only going off when I I watch on TV right now until we Mm -hmm. go watch the game. I don't think it's going to change too much. But you look at all these, like, young girls going to these games here who Mm -hmm. I imagine play hockey. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think like you're gonna have so many more families now. Like you say, hockey does try hockey for free day, mm-hmm. um, which is a wonderful event and it's a great way to grow the game of hockey at the youth level. I'm on all of these mom Facebook groups all around here, and the amount of posts I saw about try hockey free, like everyone loved it. People mm-hmm. who have zero interest in hockey on a normal otherwise day, and I'm sure it ropes a lot of kids in, which is exactly what it's meant to do, yeah. right? Um, because it's just it's fun and low pressure and all of this and that, but I was kind of taken aback because they did try hockey free in Toma, Sparta, lacrosse. It was all across our community. Um, and, and so many people were excited about it. Um, humble brag, I am a graduate of Learn to Skates. Mm-hmm. I've got my own little little figure skates, little hockey skates, much to your chagrin, but I benefited from it too. So Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can do my backwards crossovers. Don't yeah, you but worry again, about like it. you, but you only got again. You never skated growing up or anything like that. But mm-hmm. like you. Oh yes, I did this at the ripe age of twenty-eight. Yeah, but you were only driven to do that because you knew that I was gonna, you know, not that I'm skate. gonna push ho- hockey on my kids, but, but I, I wanted to try. Old. She's two years old and she has head to toe full gear. Yeah, I mean, it's it's something <laughs> we can share and. She's somewhat And I didn't want to it. get left behind. Right. And, and you want to be able to go on the ice. So, for that reason alone, like, you know, it's a good example of maybe like women in the older ages getting involved. And even, mm-hmm. you know, when I was living, when we were living in Virginia Beach, I was teaching that adult learn to play. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of women that did that, cl- did that class. Um, oh. And a lot of it was like some of them played, but some of them never played. And they just wanted to try hockey and be involved in it because either. Either their kids did it or their husband did it. Or just it. a way to have something for themselves. Or, yeah, or something that was yeah. just a way to have exercise. But um, it's something I I even remember speaking about it with our ownership at one point because I something I know is where every, we, like, as far as, like, re- people who would re-sign up, mm-hmm. continue as mm-hmm. a class, it was always, like, the majority, like, the women were always committed. really committed to doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I couldn't always say that about some of the men. So, <laughs> so but I think, again, that shows you, like, Wow, we talk the, about the spending power of women. Yeah, um, and the stereotype that men have commitment issues. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> Not you. I didn't go there with that. But, uh, I did, it's fine. That's fine, yeah. But I, I think, again, that shows, like, we talk about, at least from a sustainability point of view, mm, women's hockey, especially professionally. I think women, if they something they feel passionate about, are going to put their dollars behind it and support it. Yeah. And I think you kind of see that right I mean, now. literally, I... I essentially told you that we're driving two and a half hours away. You did. You know, leaving our kids somewhere because the game still starts till seven. Otherwise, we take our daughter. Um, You know, we've already committed to a $90 sweatshirt. We're probably going to have a couple drinks, a responsible amount. We're paying for the tickets, which are insanely reasonable. Like, 
that's a big time commitment. That's a big money commitment. And I am so excited to do it. Um, you know, normally our date nights are like maybe $25 and two glasses of wine. Like mm -hmm. it's, but I don't care. Like I, it's such a cause that I'm just, I let's throw money at it, throw money at it. I want to support it the best I can. Um, even though we have to take half a day to go do it, I'm still, it's just more time with you. I'm really excited about it. Um, and it certainly won't be the last game we go to. I think. All right. Well, speaking of hockey, I see your phone blowing up, so you might need to, <laughs> you might need to ski dad a lot of here. Yeah. Don't want you to like this a call from me. I'm always on the clock. Right. right. Well, save up your pennies for our date night. We're going to Minnesota on Wednesday and we'll record our next pod on Thursday. So we'll have yeah. a lot to discuss. I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure I'm sure you take some videos. Yeah, maybe I'll get an autograph. You think maybe you get an autograph. autograph. Maybe you get a broken stick. Ah, no, we got to get a sign. We got to make a sign. What a sign. This is my first PW. I don't know, game. but they'll put us on the demo chart. The kiss can. Maybe we. Oh, oh I want to go on I the I can't kiss. wait. I want to go on the kiss can with you. Yeah. What are fun. you going to do? Just go like in my face? Should I? <laughs> Knowing you, you would do something like that. Or just like, just be on my phone the whole time. <laughs> You'd be like, mm. <laughs> You come near me, I'm like, no. And then everyone's like, boo. You would do something like that. No, I wouldn't do that. No. <laughs> 100% knowing you. I'm you a good would. husband. Well, we got to get a sign so we end up. And then we can dance. If you dance, they'll definitely put you on. Yeah. I'll leave the dancing for you. I don't know. No, because if there's a boring guy next to me, then they're not going to put me on the jumbotron. Oh, so I'm boring? <laughs> well, if you're not dancing. I, I see. Okay. Just sit there eating your brats. Oh, I hope they have brats. It's best. Of course they do. Yeah. Where, do you, where do you think we're going? Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sure we'll take some videos and we'll be, have a lot to discuss. It'll yeah, fun it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. We will catch you next time here on the Forward Focus Podcast. Yeah, thank you for joining us. I don't even think our moms listen to this. <laughs>